brethren and sisters, we welcome you to the temple and hope you will find joy in serving in the house of the Lord this day. Those of you who are here to receive, I, I'm not going to do the the whole thing. This is like oh, really long. You, it's too bad. <laughs> it, like there's still something in me that says, oh, this is taking it too far. But, <laughs> right? Isn't that weird how like yeah. even though this is meaningless, mm-hmm. Like it's still, it's still in your head as like, oh, but that's sacred. You know, I got to be yeah. reverent. And I think there is, I mean, okay, if I'm very much, I'm very much the type of person like nothing is sacred. I, mm-hmm. nothing is sacred to me. And, you know, I don't, I don't really hold anything as like above criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like if I got a, like, there's a certain respect that you have to give to other cultures that I think is appropriate to give to other cultures. Mm-hmm. And I do, yeah. I do try to, to give that, I don't know. We should do another episode on like, what is sacredness to us now? Like, what do we hold sacred? Um, yeah. But the, the Mormon temple is not uh, one of the things I hold, hold sacred. It's like, I participated in this, in this funny interactive play <laughs> in like elementary school is the way that I yeah. said. I think like for me, it's kind of, it is a little bit like making fun of the temple is kind of like me, like wearing a turban and wearing brown face. Wearing brown face for sure. You can still wear a turban. Um, that's no, I mean like wearing, wearing a turban and brown face is like a, a costume or is a mockery. Right, right. Right. Like taking something that, like a turban has religious significance for certain religions. So for me to just wear it and make a joke about it is like just really culturally insensitive. Right. And, and then also along with the temple, knowing that it means a lot to people in my family. Right. Right. There is that little bit of like, a, Oh, should I, Yeah. you know, can I say that? Should I say that? Is that disrespecting them? I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. So we're not um, cold, angry apostates. Yeah. <laughs> That's the key takeaway here. We do recognize <laughs> boundaries and respect. But at the same time, it's fun. It's fun to poke fun. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll have to do a full episode on, um, on, on what is sacred mm-hmm. uh, to us, to us now, to us then. Um, as like a full, as a f- full proper episode where we can actually kind of hash it out. Um, but today, today we are taking on Sky Daddy himself. Yes, yes. And I want, I want to open this story with. Okay. Okay. Uh, so this, this is how it happens. The mm-hmm. the first frame, you we we come in. You know the uh, the Joseph Smith movie where there's the young blonde kid and he's sitting praying kneeling in uh in the sacred grove and mm-hmm. which fun fact i actually have a leaf from the sacred grove you're not supposed to uh take them but i had a uh i had a fhe sister at byu idaho who served mm-hmm. there and in the fall she like just like stuffed her pockets full of these maple leaves that had fallen on the ground in the sacred mm-hmm. grove and yeah. uh and she took them and she did this whole like lesson one day while we were doing the home church uh, during covid mm-hmm. she uh gave us each 
a, a leaf from the from the sacred grove so i i literally have a leaf from the sacred grove um so pretty pretty big deal uh, but i uh i've been to the sacred Go- grove twice and i have knelt and prayed in the sacred grove wow. twice and you're and not I, fully converted i did not have a spiritual experience in the sacred grove wow wow you must be really captured by satan i was it's really sad yeah Re- it I'm was because really... I had impure thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah shame, shame or on you. Like, anyway. But um, yeah. So okay, this is this is how we open. We open. Yeah. The camera is panning gently around as the mm-hmm. young boy is praying, and then as it comes around a tree, you see the Lord God, Heavenly Father, is standing there. Elohim Himself is standing there, and beside mm-hmm. Him stands Jesus Christ. And they're standing there with their hands out, how they always stand in the videos, you know? You know, mm-hmm. Jesus is showing his the marks in his hands. I don't know what God is doing, but he's standing there with his hands out too. And and as he as he goes to speak, he's about to open his mouth. And then it record scratch. That was a really bad <laughs> you know, record scratch sound. Record scratch. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> Uh, have you seen midsummer no i haven't it's on my list though okay never mind i will not spoil it for you then okay but there was someone made like a fan video about it yeah and they did exactly that kind of you're probably (laughs) wondering how i got here that's like one of my favorite movie tropes it's just like it's funny every time like yeah. it's just yeah so so yeah that that's that's how we open <laughs> open our story um yeah so yeah, kick like, us off here bishop well i mean you got the bible old testament new testament book of mormon pearl of great price doctrine and covenants these are all books that are about god but he's not the main character in his own book mm-hmm. he's like the side quest supernatural entity that randomly right. appears he, at God, certain times. God is a plot device. Yeah, he's not the main character. So you and I were just talking. It was like, what if we told the stories of the Bible, the Book of Mormon, the Restoration, but from the point of view of God, and you write God into the Bible as the main character? Uh, to be fair, what would that look like when when Bishop Jensen says we were just talking about this? He wrote out this whole thing. I responded with a laughing face. And said, sounds good to me. Can we record at 11 Mountain? <laughs> so so yeah. this was, this, this was this his was idea. Good, that was our good back and forth. Yes, I, I am <laughs> along for the ride. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I actually got this idea off of like a, a ex-born-again like Christian who's, um, who's now become an atheist who debates like Christians and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And he's talking about the comedy of errors of the old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just, so it starts out God, he makes the world, but like he makes it twice. There's two creation stories in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. So he got it right. One of those times. And then he make he makes like this perfect garden, this perfect world. And then he makes two perfect people in there. And he's like, great. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm having a nap. Seventh day, having a nap. Yeah. He takes a nap, and this snake runs into the garden, <laughs> slithers into the garden. He's like, hey, 
you guys ever tried any fruit of that tree over there? Yeah, yeah. You guys. And so they go try some of the fruit that, you know. You got to do a more snaky voice. You guys ever uh, try like more. I was uh, trying to be like a drug dealer. More breathy and a little more lisp. I thought drug dealers would resonate better with our post-Mormon audience because they were raised to fear drugs. Oh, that's right. That's right, right. <laughs> and now, of course, they're all on drugs. That's actually the way that any of us leave the church, church. is we, we get on drugs. And, uh, and that's what leads us gently down to hell. So imagine a little baggie of cocaine coming up to yeah. Adam and Eve in the garden. You guys ever tried any cocaine? Any, any of, It'll of take that you tree <laughs> over there? <laughs> So Satan comes, God wakes up from his nap on the seventh day, and he's like, Adam, Eve, oh my, oh my, what does God say? Oh, oh, my, like, me. oh, my, oh my me. Oh my me. Oh my me. Oh my me. Oh my my. What have you guys done? I made you this perfect garden with everything, and then what? And then, oh, you let the snake in the garden, oh, damn it. You guys were supposed to tend to the garden and keep the snakes out. Out. Exactly. Yes. And now... Oh my gosh, my perfect planet has gone to shit. Oh no. I feel like yeah. God should be French in this scenario. <laughs> like he just like went to have an afternoon nap and he comes out right? and the like world's on fire. <laughs> oh no, what have I done? I just <laughs> went I for done? a quick smoke. <laughs> Sorry to all our French listeners. Right. French people aren't Mormons in the first place. They can't be ex-Mormons if they were never Mormons. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's why when you're in the church and people are talking about like, oh, that's a hard mission. It's like, yeah, it's because they realize like it's just like this weird <laughs> American corporation <laughs> with like uh, with like a coat of paint of Christianity. Like they yeah. went they went to the hardware store and found the the Jesus blue color. <laughs> <laughs> and, and painted their corporation, <laughs> painted their logo with that, <laughs> with that color. <laughs> basically, basically, okay. that's what it's like. So our uh, French god comes out all disappointed. He's all disappointed, kicks him out of the garden, and he's like, okay, well, let's see how you do outside the garden. <laughs> why is he kicking him out of the garden? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Why am I kicking you guys out for eating that apple? You're fired. You, you can't, disobeyed me. You Why can't eat the you? merchandise. We were if going I to never harvest. told them not to eat that fruit from that tree, they could still be here. My plan would have been fine. Why did I do that? Damn it. All right. Well, now, Snake, your legs are gone, and you're crawling on your belly for the rest of your life, and you guys are out of the garden. And then a few more generations go by. Wait, wait, wait. We have to. Uh, what does the what does the snake, the snake say? Um, let let me let me find it. Do do do. Um, okay, the snake. In the temple, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the yeah. Bible, I'm the snake doesn't talk back. I yeah no, but I'm trying to find. Uh, okay, God returns. Lucifer is expelled. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Lucifer. What hast thou been doing here? I've been doing that which has been done in other worlds. See, this is see that that's still in there. That's like a weird Mormon, Mormon thing. Other planets, aliens. Yeah, but then they denied it. 
No, or no, sorry. There are other worlds, but Mormons do not get their we own don't, world. We don't. We don't get them. That's too weird. Yeah. So, okay. So Lucifer says, then with that enmity, enmity, I will take the treasure of the earth and with gold and silver, I will buy up armies and navies, false priests who oppress and tyrants who destroy and reign with blood and horror on the earth. The one who like spits while he's saying that, who gets really intense, always yeah. my favorite. Like, yeah. pure classic. Everybody um, loves him at the, that's the number one reason to go to the temple is to watch that guy. Yeah, seriously. And they change the videos. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Russ. Yeah, thanks a lot, thanks a lot for nothing. Um, yeah. So okay. So the snake goes out, and he's gonna he's gonna get into business. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. Take the treasures of the earth. Earth. <laughs> what's what's the most liquid corporation you could name? The corporation with the just the most money that they can move around at like a moment's notice. Well, that just has like you know a hundred and so billion dollars in the stock market. Yeah, yeah. Well, this thought's uncomfortable, so I will just throw it out. <laughs> you just throw it out. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay, so God God kicks them out, chops yeah. off Lucifer's legs. Legs, makes him crawl on his belly. Yeah. Um, and then... That's symbolic, though, of course. Of course, like, this whole story's literal, except for the snake part. Yeah, that part's obviously figurative. Or Satan just took on the form of a snake. Right. But the rest of it's also metaphorical. That's what I forgot to mention. When I made this world, my enemy is an X-Man. <laughs> I gave him power. Damn it. Why did I do that? Why did I make him a crafty shif shapeshifter? How did I not see this coming? <laughs> anyway, okay, so I kick him out of the garden. Good. And for eating and my apple, I, eating I, my crab apple tree. I love crab apples, by the way. Before we started, I had like a glass of uh, crab apple crab juice. Crab apple but, juice. Um, I just, uh, I, I just want to say also, um, mm -hmm. I know there are other like great lessons and interpretations you can take from these myths that we're talking about here today. Um, but we are taking them as literal and making fun of them. Okay, just, just so that we have context and can separate those two two ideas okay for our, yeah yeah if for our, if if anybody's upset with us for being sacrilegious on an ex-mormon podcast just in case our more academic listeners are uh, a little can you know what if you like if you want the snore fest on church history go listen to mormon stories of radio free mormon okay they can get in the technical we're just here to talk about the obvious obviously ridiculous we are having fun yeah. Fun first, reality second. Second. Okay. Same thing the church told me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so anyway, so I'm God. I make this perfect earth. I make two people. They eat my crab apple tree. Mystique comes in the form of a snake. <laughs> she, I cut her legs off. She goes crawling away. I kick him out because that's going to solve all problems. Two or three generations later, they're more wicked than I could have ever imagined, and now I have to flood the whole earth. God damn me, damn it. 
like, what is wrong with me that I have made these things that are so terrible that it's like I'm kicking them out of my backyard. Now I'm drowning all of them. <laughs> this is like, like I've heard stories of like, uh, you go on Reddit, like on an AMA or, or, or sorry, ask Reddit. And it's like, what's the craziest video you've ever seen? And people talk about like farmers throwing bags of cats into the river. What? And That's apparently it's like a farmer thing because like when you have some of these animals that breed too much, you've got to right. like, you've got to cull them. Yeah, and so it's like you just take a bag. Of, you got had too many kittens. You only need two barn cats. You got twenty five kittens. It's like I'll just throw in this box of kittens or bag of kittens. Oh, that's the... so sad. That's like what God's doing, right? Because he's like, oh frick, I got too many people, and they're all bad. <laughs> and they're all bad. Damn it. How did I not see this one coming? I thought I was all knowing. <laughs> I thought I was all knowing. How did my tendies? Get... <laughs> How did they get? This one passed me again. So he floods the whole earth, and then, uh, and then, you know, my loyal uh, ship captain gets drunk. His son sees him naked. He starts cursing his kids in my name. And then uh, they all set off into different tribes. And then I find this one tribe, and they still believe in me. Wow, the chosen people. And I make them powerful to kill lots of pe people. Do you know Why what? am I doing this? Do you... Why am I doing this again? <laughs> Just to show other people how powerful I am, I get them to kill a lot. Of... I, like, I'm getting the feeling that I didn't think this whole plan through. Right. It's like, what is the plan? What, is, what, was, what was his plan? Because it keeps getting screwed up. Yeah. And it's like, how did you, why, how did I not see this coming? Yeah. Well, and the, so like Joseph Smith elaborated on this in uh, The Pearl of Great Price. Yeah. Um, and he, I guess it's like, it talks about like Egypt, like Ham's wife was like Egyptus or something. Yeah. She was black. Yeah, and then, so, like, the people of Egypt were cursed, and they're, but, like, people from Egypt aren't aren't black. Well, they're Arabians now, right? Right. Uh, but, like. They all speak Arabic, and. Right. But it's, like, I don't know. It's. Um, but, like, Egyptians were never black. Right. At least as yeah. far as I know. Like, I. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. It just seems, it's all like it almost seems like it's not true. Um, Do you, every time I read the Book of Abraham, every time I had to stop reading it because I was like, "This doesn't pass the sniff <laughs> test," and I need to stay in this church. <laughs> so it's like, just there's this episode of The Simpsons that my kids love to watch. It's called The Summer Four Foot Two. It's okay. when they go to the Flanders Lake Lake House. Yeah, you know this one. Yeah. And no, I, I don't know like, this one. I'm just saying, okay. yeah, to keep Thanks. you telling the story. Keep, yeah, keep it's, it a, it's an encouragement thing. Thanks. So they make friends. Lisa makes friends with all these kids at the beach house, and they come over, and the kids are like, your parents are so cool. If my mom was here, she'd probably come in here with Rice Krispies and Tang. And just as she says that, Marge walks in and then turns around and walks out. <laughs> and that was like me reading the Book of Abraham. It was like, open it up. And walk nope. back out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. Well, and that was before Robert Rittner was 
you know, dissecting it yeah. and proving that it was 100% a fraud, I was just like, this just... This is gold plates, okay, but this is just too much. It's like it's so far, and it gets crazier and crazier. And crazier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's insane. But then, um, was it you that sent me? Somebody sent me a Simpsons clip that was uh, Homer Simpson comes up with a mathematical proof that God isn't real. Real, like he, gives he it to like Flanders. Yeah, he gives it to yeah. Flanders, and Flanders is like, oh my, and then. He, uh, he like he's like, well, he's we can't like, let this get out. Didn't think it, and he yeah, he, he just lights it on fire. He's like, can't yeah. let this get out. And he burns it. And then he sees Homer putting it on all of the <laughs> all the cars, cars in the neighborhood. Yeah, and so he has to go around and try and dispose of them, I guess. But um, yeah, very haha. I hope <laughs> you're laughing, listener. <laughs> Okay, so now I've got so now I've got one group of people that believe in me. Those are your like, those are your chosen people. So it's going to be very important to make them racist against everybody else. And then they start killing. I need them to kill other people in my name. Which okay, I am the Lord Almighty, and I did flood the earth. So right. I mean, think I mean, think about this. Okay, I just want to talk about the huge success story that is God. He started out. As a simple farmer, like he just had this garden, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, and now he's like commanding armies. That's true. Like, true. you know, uh, just a testament to uh, American uh, capitalism and consumerism. Um, <laughs> like, I'm very proud, very, very proud of the work the Lord has done. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I, of course, we're not caught up yet. This is this is like the halftime show. Yeah. Um yeah, keep keep taking us away, Bishop. So I've got people, they're my chosen people, but they also reject me. So I have to get Babylonians to destroy them. Wow. But there's like a little family. He's like Senator Palpatine playing both <laughs> sides. I I wish that I had that much foresight. Yeah. Like Palpatine was running a better better plan than I, the Lord. <laughs> so now I take this other little family and I put I teach them like you know metallurgical and construction uh, techniques that won't be invented for like another <laughs> thousand years. No, but you can't you can't forget the Tower of Babel either. Remember, because even though oh, like right, right. here's the thing here's here's like the craziest thing in Mormonism. Mm-hmm. The Tower of Babel is like is literal. Is it's it's very obviously a metaphor when you read the Bible. Yeah, it's like this is this is a metaphor for how we got a zillion languages mm-hmm. and whatever, right? Yeah. Okay, but then you read the Book of Mormon and it's like definitely literal. Like there's it no there's on that happening. Yeah, there's no wiggle room. There's no wiggle room in the Book of Mormon to make it fiction. I will push back on that. There is no there is no vice so tight that the slimiest apologist will not be able to wiggle out of it. Because this is what I, I put forth that challenge. And this was the response I got. Was that the the how do I say this properly? The people of the brother of Jared 
just brought the old scriptures with them and wove the Tower of Babel into their own origin story. Oh, brother. Okay. So it's like, like it's, that's like... <laughs> right, right. The, the classic apologist of like, this says something pretty black and white, and we're, I'm just going to say that it actually means the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you can't prove to me that that's not what it means. Right, right. <laughs> because the person who wrote it's dead, and we can't ask them what they meant. So right, right. Kind of a gray area. And it's yeah. like oh, I'm pretty sure this is straightforward. This is, no, yeah. no, no, no. Pretty, pretty straightforward. No, do you know what the brother Jared just kind of took the same Old Testament records with him that other people had, and they just kind of created their own creation myth. That's what would it. have been really great is if the brother of Jared was qu quoting Isaiah thousands of years before uh, that happened. That. Okay, Elder Jackson, I thought we dealt with this, and I'm a little disappointed, actually. That is the language of the Lord Almighty. Oh, right. And he can choose to distill those words <laughs> to any of his instruments at any time. Of course. My apologies. My apologies, Bishop. Time doesn't apply to God. <laughs> yes. Uh, he sees all things, but he uh, he's still slipping up pretty bad. Uh, but well, he, he's mean, managing to I mean, control armies, so there's that. Have you ever worked for a micromanager? Mm -hmm. Because that is I, the Lord God. My whole plan with the earth, yes, the big picture stuff can totally go to hell. But as long as I make sure that women are only wearing, well, that 20th century women are only wearing one set of earrings. Yes. Then I think I'm in good shape yep. looking after the important stuff. Yes, exactly. Um, right? Yep. Really impressed with the work you're doing out there, God. Um, okay, so Tower of Babel, so, okay, so yes, people start building a tower to reach me. <sighs> Why didn't I make my house further away from the surface of the planet? Damn it! <laughs> so they got me again, so now they're building this tower to get to me, and now I've got to make them all speak different. Why am I doing, like, you all speak different languages now, so now you can't finish your tower. But a drawing is a drawing in any language. Right, right. And like moving bricks is moving. Like I'm sure it's like point brick on top of brick. Yeah. So like what I he really know. did is create the metric and imperial systems. Oh, yes. 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 That's what really messed us up. Well, I I didn't. But <laughs> I if, yes. <laughs> take credit for like, it. Take credit. I'll take credit for it. Yeah. You did so that for I've a lot of things. Languages, so. And I've led a group of people also away at that time and kept their language the same to take them over to the Americas to be blessed and prospered. And then they also rebel against me, and I just let them all kill each other. This time I just let them take care of themselves. Makes so sense. That's that's what we call in the business management. Then, like, 1,500 years later, I lead another group of people out from my chosen people to my land of promise. But the thing with my land of promise is, is that everybody who comes here becomes really successful and then forgets about me. <laughs> I love how, like, <laughs> God's Damn like... Damn it! God, God's like, I'm going to make you super rich, um, and then I know that it'll make you forget about me. Uh, and then it'll make you evil, 
and then you'll turn back to me. And do you know what? I'm becoming more and more ashamed of these stupid ideas, so I'm just going to hide all the evidence of anything that happened here. <laughs> all and the make wars, it impossible to find swords. until they excavate every corner of North and South America. Ancient, ancient ship. <laughs> I listened. <laughs> I listened to John Larson's "How to Build a Transatlantic or Transoceanic yeah. Vessel" or whatever. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like actually insane listening to them talk about like. Well, this is what you'd need to build a ship that could yeah. transport that many people. Like, that's why you had shipbuilding towns, was that shipbuilding supplied, drove so much industry. Right. I remember listening to him. There was one other thing he talked about, um, was it's not just that they can't find horses in Mesoamerica. They can't find any evidence of a horse industry in Mesoamerica. Right. Or North and South America. Yeah. So it's like... If we fast forward 500 years into the future, somebody would find car axles or gas stations mm -hmm. or gas tanks or, or a garage, a garage or roads or, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's no evidence of a horse culture. Yeah. Nothing. And so like with that, like cars, you'd find evidence of a car culture. 500 years into the future. People would know that we drove cars. They would, and, and even if they didn't find a car, they would find evidence of all the businesses and industries that supported cars. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's still out there, though. I mean, we haven't ex excavated everything. Well, I mean, after my other embarrassing failures that some other idiots wrote down, I just decided to scrap all the evidence of this one. No proof. But an enterprising angel decided to write everything down and go tell this farm boy. <laughs> <laughs> so that really kind of complicated things. And the machine was already running, so you just went down? I mean, now we're caught up. To we're caught up to where we're at. I, I mean, of yeah. course, can't forget that I you also sent your son um, to. Well, yes, that was the thing I underestimated about the whole Garden of Eden incident. Was that now that they're fallen, they need to be saved, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've got more important things to do, like checking lengths of skirts and cap sleeves versus spaghetti strap and sleeves. finding keys, too. Find, helping people find their keys. Um, helping people cultivate the faith for me to not heal them. Yeah. Yeah, very um, important things. You're busy. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. So, so you send your son down to do some magic tricks? And to take care of the whole hell thing and and so uh, let me get this straight god uh, i'm gonna mm -hmm. i'm gonna interview you here um yeah. i kind of want to understand so your plan was that you would send your son down um and because he died i mean every other human dies um but be, because he died yeah uh then Th then you forgive everybody? You know, you use that word plan. Like, 
<laughs> I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> when I think when we go through it, it's more and more obvious that I had no idea this was going to happen. Um, but, I mean, he volunteered, so... And I didn't want to do it, so I just let him uh, do it. I mean, I guess, I guess part place. of being a father is supporting your children. In their dreams, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so you were supportive, and you let him go down and suffer and die um, so that you could see everyone else again, right? I mean, eternal glory in exchange for a bad weekend. Makes sense. Is that the worst thing we've ever said on the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, like, basically, I mean, God is a God of order, right? This all, you can see, well, do you know what the thing is, though, is that actually these guys didn't, like, my prophets and such weren't, like, smart guys. So, I mean, they kind of wrote this down as if it was some kind of pre-plant thing, when really I was just kind of, making it up as I went along. Wow. <laughs> confession time. <laughs> so uh, so how do you explain the other religions? Like Hinduism? Yeah. You know? Like my, um, I've got a few uncles. Also, uh, you know, it's a big earth. And um, for a long time, me and my chosen people thought that it just kind of all revolved around where they were. Right, right. Um, but then my uncles realized that the world was a bit bigger and there were other people on it. Oh, you didn't know about the other people? Like, I did and did it. So anyway, like my aunts and uncles kind of got around and started uh, starting their own religions, <laughs> kind of making things confusing for my chosen people. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and then and then of course you deal with that. Um, I mean, who who was it? Was it um, was it Moroni or Nephi who who went down and and talked to the farm kid? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, mortal instruments, they're flawed, and sometimes when they're learning a bunch of new names, then it's hard for them to keep them straight. straight. Right, but but you don't know who it was. No, I mean, like, I've got a lot of things on my plate. I've got <laughs> earrings and whether or not people can drink alcohol. Yeah, that's a big and, deal. How much tithing do people need to pay and how much tithing have they paid? Right. I mean, what color of underwear were they wearing when they were having that affair? Yep, very important. Lots of important detailed questions, things I need to know. Totally understandable. But eventually, I mean, now we're caught up uh, to the record scratch in the beginning. <laughs> uh, what did What did you tell this kid? Uh, that all other churches were an abomination in my sight. <laughs> uh, and he believed you. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, I'd lost a game of Risk over the weekend. 
And I was really mad at people worshipping my, you know, brothers, sisters, and uncles. So I just came down and told this guy that, like, all my uncles were an abomination. But, I mean, you, you, you also started well some of those Sunday churches. Dinner. What's that? You, I started you, some? Yeah, you started some of those. Did I? <laughs> I, I mean, Catholicism... I was trying to go for a rewrite, right? I was like, oh, okay. yeah, I mean, wily craftiness of men, plain and precious things. Uh, let's just uh, scrap the whole thing and start over here. Okay, so, okay, okay. Um, everybody else is an abomination. Um, we're starting over, so uh, doomsday sex cult, you know the drill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's get this thing on the go. Um, That's like exactly how to describe uh, it, though. <laughs> um okay makes sense and so i i mean okay this is this is a big question i've had for you god why haven't i come again a long time um no i I think most people have accepted people think that i was coming again like why have i not come again (laughs) why have you not come back yeah i mean that's a great question um but actually i was kind of wondering about polygamy i i mean was it to procreate and and build up the kingdom of God and have have more kids, or or what was it not? Because I I know for a fact Joseph Smith never slept with any of his polygamous wives. This is starting to feel like a deposition. <laughs> Excuse me, if you could just answer the question, sir. <laughs> I serious. I just watched uh, the Lou Lula Mr. Elohim. Mr. L. I just watched the LuLaRoe, like, breaking the fourth wall here. I just watched the LuLaRoe documentary, and it's got a lot of scenes from a deposition. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel right now. <laughs> like, it's like, how do you even answer that? I bet you're wondering about the angel with the flaming sword, okay? Yeah, yeah. So did you send him, or was that, like, your own heavenly Danite that kind of does his own thing? Did his own thing? Well... Here's the thing. Women just kind of drive me nuts. <laughs> oh, you're a sexist god. But I am god. <laughs> okay, you scamp. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to answer that question. Like, there's a lot of problems in this world to solve. Did I need to send an angel with a flaming sword to solve that one? debatable i mean great apostasy for like a thousand years i hadn't been sending angels down to do much for a while so i just kind of sought to get a little theatrical with this one yeah yeah just in the mood that day yeah me and my wife got in an argument and i just decided this will show her (laughs) (laughs) wow um I mean, do you have multiple wives? This is something everybody's been wondering about. Um, I mean, I am God, so why not? Why not, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know what? Good for you. Uh, <laughs> I am the chosen one. So I just want to say, like, you've got a real rags to riches story. You just kind of start off with this garden, <laughs> and now you've got over $100 billion in the bank. What's your secret? Yeah. 
I mean, you just, um, I guess this time I finally got it right. You, th you think so? I haven't had to flood the world yeah. lately. COVID's really, you know, that was that guy who ate a bat. So that had nothing to do with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think after just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall, I kind of found something that stuck. Wow. We and it just took like the, you know, just had to get them to isolate themselves kind of borrowed that Puritan work ethic. Right, right. Victorian sexual repression. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of control and abuse of power, just kind of, that's the recipe for uh, success. So that's how we uh, got to be the, the great organization we are today. I love it. You know what? You know what? I just want to say, any young entrepreneurs listening out there, I just got to say, it, this is such a fantastic lesson. Just like Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And you know what? Yeah. If, you, if you look at Babe Ruth, he, he also holds the record for the most, uh, the most misses, um, the most strikes so, or something. I'm not exactly sure about how baseball works. Um, but th that's the thing. You just got to keep trying. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. If your first genocidal uh, sex cult, uh, doomsday sex cult doesn't work out, just, I mean... Start another one. Start another one. Wait 100 years, start another one. Just take another go at it. Um, <laughs> you know what? God, you are an inspiration to us all. Do you have any, any final parting wisdom for us? I mean... I, what more can I say than what I have said, even so? Amen. Amen is right. We'll catch you next time on the XX Mormon Podcast when we talk about something else that it probably be a little less sacrilegious than this episode. <laughs>